The following presentation is a Barrett Sports Media production. Recognizing the unsung heroes of sports media. I'm stuck in this pit, working for less than slave wages, working on my day off. This is the Producers Podcast with Brady Farkas. I'm the executive producer. Oh, you're the executive producer. And it starts now. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Barrett Sports Media Producers Podcast. I'm Brady Farkas with you today. We're talking with Michael Coover over at KOA in Denver. Very, very exciting conversation with him. We'll talk about what Michael and I have in common in radio, how being part of a news talk format impacts programming on the sports side of things, and it's just a really enlightening conversation about what it's like to blend two different worlds together. Michael, you know, you and I have something in common so i'm in vermont and i do sports talk but the station i'm at is a legacy news talk station so really my station is news all day and then sports at night koa is a little bit different it has a bigger sports component than my station does but it is a news and sports talk hybrid so what is it like for you to be at a station that does both things i think it uh i think it's interesting um the way that it's the way that it is, it's kind of split up. So you have news and talk starting at five thirty in the morning, and that goes all the way until three. And then you have sports from three to nine, as we have the sports zoo and uh, Broncos country tonight. So it's good that it's split up. It used to be that uh, it wasn't split up. So you had some news talk, then you had some sports and entertainment, then you had some news talk mm-hmm. again, and then it went into sports again. So now that they've kind of split it up, I think it works a lot better. And uh, I think there are some definitely advantages to it um, in as much as we're able to be all encompassing. So if there's a news story that's breaking, like, for instance, uh, there was a couple of years ago, there was a shooting in Boulder and our sports show all about it all of a sudden became news because that's the way that it needed to be for that particular day, because that's what people wanted to hear. They wanted to hear about the shooting in Boulder and about about the reaction to it and everything like that. So. Um, I, I think all in all, it's it's, it's a good thing, but um, um, it, we are a news talk station, so we have to, we have to take advantage of that. Have you ever been bumped for breaking news? I remember the day of January sixth, my show got bumped off the air, so we could go with national coverage of that. Have you ever been bumped on the sports side for a breaking news story? Um, just just the just the Boulder story. We weren't we weren't bumped. We were on the air for that particular story. There was also the fires that uh, came about um, during our show, which was obviously very tragic. And we had to go into that mode. But for for the most part, our guys stayed on the air and kind of handled that. That's the good thing about our guys. Uh, Dave Logan, who's one of the hosts of the show, Ryan Edwards and Big Al Alfred Williams, they're very well-rounded. So they can handle really anything. And so they don't necessarily have to get bumped uh, for other for other for other people to come in and do their job for them because they're they're very well-rounded and they can and they can take care of that. Because you are a producer under these settings, has this ever changed the way that you have to produce a show knowing that there's a news component to the station in case something happens? Um, not not really. I mean, I have a, a little bit of a background in news. Um, when I got started, um, I did a few internships in news, and I also worked at some other news talk stations. So I do have a bit of a background in news. And the, and the good thing about our station is, is when stuff like that happens, we can reach out to the news department and they can help us out with contacts as far as getting in touch with like the the mayor of the different cities to talk when the fires came, to talk about how they were reacting to it. 
Um, so it, it, it works out very well. Um, everybody is willing to help out each other with numbers and such. And um, as I said, our hosts are very well-rounded. And one, one of the good things about it is, especially on events like that, is we can open up the phone lines and then you have a bunch of people out there, especially when the fires happen, yeah. is you have a bunch of people out there giving us eyewitness accounts of exactly what's going on with the situation. Let's move over to the sports side. As I understand it, your afternoon show recently made some uh, adjustments or tweaks or changes. Talk to me a little bit about what the afternoon lineup is like right now. The afternoon lineup right now, we, we, we were having a two-man show, but we were trying out some people, and now we have a three-man show. Ryan Edwards is uh, now a part of the show with Dave Logan and Alfred Williams, and it's worked out really, really well. Broncos Country Tonight is now Benjamin Albright with a bunch of other people uh, filling in with him. Hopefully, we'll have something there in the, in the, in the, coming, in the coming days and months. But uh, it's, it's, it's really worked out well. The three-man booth, um, everybody, uh, Ryan Edwards kind of leads the show now. And Dave Logan and Alfred Williams kind of ride side shot. So Ryan kind of tees them up, and those guys knock it out of the park. You know, Big Al being a football guy, being a football legend, you guys being, you know, so into the Broncos flagship of the station, how much do your shows go just football slash Broncos heavy versus getting into, you know, hey, the Nuggets, who are very good right now, number one in the West. How much do you deviate from football considering you have such a football imprint at your station? Right now, we are pretty much mostly football, I would say, especially with the coaching search going on. You had the uh, the firing of Nathaniel Hackett, and then they brought in Sean Payton. So that's been the kind of the focus of what's been going on at our station right now, despite the fact that the Nuggets have the best record in the NBA and the Avalanche obviously coming off the Stanley Cup championship. Our focus is the Broncos. It is, it is our flagship. We're also the flagship of the Rockies, and we're also the flagship of the CU Buffs. So obviously with Deion Sanders, we got some of that in there as well. But for the most part, it is strictly football. I would say 90, 90, 90, 10, probably football. Now, once uh, we get into kind of the dead spot of football and let's say the Nuggets are making a championship run, we will definitely cover the Nuggets and we will follow that championship run. Talk to me a little bit about the Denver sports fan themselves. Is your decision to lean so much on football based on the fact that you just you are the flagship and that's kind of an obligation? Or do you really feel like the fan base is most connected to the Broncos and has a little bit less of an attachment to everyone else? The fan base is definitely connected to the Broncos. I think if you go to the different stations in town, whether it be the fan, they, they do mostly Broncos. Uh, Altitude, who obviously is the flagship of the Avalanche and the Nuggets, they're going to do a little more Nuggets and Avalanche just because of that. But their main focus is on the Broncos as well. And that is because this is a Broncos town. When the Broncos are winning, that's what fans are into. You see more jerseys out there of Bronco fans than anything else in town. And that's what they want to talk about. And that's what we cater to. It's not because, yeah, we are the flagship of the Broncos. But at the same time, we would be doing that regardless. You talk about the other stations having similar programming philosophies. How do you go about differentiating yourself then? Because I'm sure everyone is having some of the same basic conversations, but how do you differentiate your conversation from someone else's? I think I think that's where the Broncos flagship comes in. We we're able to have Nathaniel when Nathaniel Hackett was the head coach. We were the only station that had him on on a, on a regular basis, weekly mm. basis. It'll be the same with Sean Payton. Um, so. And obviously with the Broncos and being our partner, they help us out with players and such. And that's a big difference between what you're getting at our station and what the other people are getting. They're having to talk about these people where we're able to actually get these people on and get their insight into what's going on with the Denver Broncos. 
And we have a very good partnership with the Moroncos, and it really works out very well. You know, I've asked this of other producers that we've had on before, and the answers are always interesting. I'll ask you here. Given that you are the flagship, do you ever have to – censor is the wrong word. Do you ever have to be careful about what you say about the team or what you ask someone given that relationship? Or is it, hey, as long as you're respectful and nothing's personal, just say the truth? I think you hit it now. You hit the nail on the head there. You just have to be respectful. I mean, one of, one of the things about our guys that are on the air, we have Dave Logan, who's the voice of the Broncos. He's been the voice of the Broncos forever. So they respect him and what he has to say. And they know that he's never going to, to, to take a shot just to take a shot. He's going to be respectful in what he says, and he's going to be truthful with what he says. And Big Al Alfred Williams is also the same way. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion with the Denver Broncos. So they have the respect there as well. So these guys are going to go out and they're going to do the things that they know is right. And they're going to be truthful, but they're going to be respectful about it. And they're not going to take shots just to take shots. Talk to me a little bit about your role as an executive producer. What exactly is your show or shows looking for from you? I've talked to producers that will literally plan a show line for line and a host will go execute it. I've talked with producers that just kind of run the board and let the host shoot from the hip. What exactly is your responsibility? Well, the good news is, is we have a a board op uh, tech producer in Grant Smith who does an outstanding job. So he's able to focus on that portion. I run the board when he's out. Mm-hmm. But um, for the most part, he's able to take care of the technical side of it. And then I just handle the side of working with the host and coming up with a great show. We don't necessarily go line by line, but we do have nine segments in a three hour show. And we do have a basic idea of what we're going to do in those nine segments. Doesn't mean that, that, that something's going to come up and it's going to change that plan. But we do have a roadmap of where we're going to go and how we're going to get there. And that includes uh, whether it be one or two guests to show. That's typically what we try to do with that. And then we come up with topics based around what is hot and what is cooler talk around the people that are talking around here in Denver. And most of the time that does wind up involving around the Broncos. And especially right now uh, with the Broncos, uh, they just hired a defensive coordinator, which has been something that had been taking quite a long time. And people were kind of getting upset about that. They still have an OC to hire. But Sean Payton is finally putting his staff together and getting it ready. And we've been talking about that. We've been talking about Sean Payton and what this offense is going to look like under him and whether or not they're going to get back to their winning ways. They have not been to the playoffs or had a winning season since that 2015 Super Bowl run. And and, and Denver fans here are getting a little nervous and they're getting a little antsy and they're ready to get back to playing playoff football. You know, you haven't been presented with this situation in a number of years. I'm more just curious from a hypothetical. We talk about how heavy you lean into the Broncos Um, And you talk about going into the Nuggets, maybe when football gets into the dead period. What if there's a scenario where Colorado's good and the Rockies are playing in October and you've got all three of them converging into one? That'll be a good question. I would love to find out. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And I I have a feeling that that CU is going to be good. And we do vote when CU is good, especially on the football side, and especially with the amount of the amount of uh, fervor that Deion Sanders has created around that football team. We had Deion on, uh, I don't know, about a month or so ago, and it, it was awesome to have him on. And, and, and his personality is infectious. He, he, I mean, there's a reason why he gets these kids to come play for him. I mean, he, he is awesome. So we, we will definitely talk Deion. Um, and, and in fact, we would, if 
we haven't in the past had the CU coach on on a weekly basis, but if Dion was somebody that would be willing to come on on a weekly basis with us and we had some sort of deal there in place, we would definitely do that. Mm. As far as the Rockies go, if the Rockies were in the playoff run, we're also the flagship station of the Rockies, we would definitely cover that. Um, needless to say, football, even though it is a seven-day-a-week thing in the, in, the, in the season, Tuesdays is their off day, and there are other off days as well, we would probably donate at least 60 30 uh, if that was the case to the Rockies, if they were making a playoff run and they were playing playoff baseball. Michael, get you out of here on this. It's the question I frequently will end these podcasts with. What is your advice to new or young producers? Uh, I would say the biggest thing for me in my career was going out and doing internships during the college, during my college, college days. I was able to do an internship at uh, WBAP in uh, Dallas, Texas. Uh, I was able to get to meet uh, Jeff Catlin, who was who wound mm-hmm. up hiring me in my first job at KGBS 1190 in Dallas. Um, and I was able to meet a ton of people there, whether it be uh, Greg Williams, whether it be Mike Reiner, whether it be Craig Miller. And I was able to to find out from those guys exactly what it was like to to work in sports and and be up there and and and, ha- and having a good time. I was also able to do a news talk uh, internship as well. Now, news talk wound up news didn't really wasn't my cup of tea. So I didn't really want to do that on a regular basis. I do it now when 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 the need arises. And I was I'm, I'm, and I'm glad I was able to do that. Um, I was also able to do an internship at um, KCMO in, in Kansas City, where basically um, Al Ashback, who was the host there in Kansas City at the time, basically kind of handed me a Rolodex and said, here, see what you can do with it and go out and book some shows. And I wound up booking a ton of guests for him. And I just kind of had a knack for it. And that, that's what I would say is, is get your feet in inside the door, which allows you to meet people, which allows you to, to come up with relationships that hopefully that can forge into jobs later on down the road. Or maybe they can help you out with something down the road. So that's that, that's what that's what I would say. That, that was my biggest help. I mean, I've been in this business almost 30 years now, and I've been lucky enough to only have, I believe, four maybe five jobs, which is kind of, which is kind of interesting because most of the time that it doesn't happen that way. I spent, I've spent 15 years at uh, Fox sports radio in Los Angeles, which is almost, almost half my, well, actually is more than half of my career. So, and I've been here at this job now for about six years. So I've been lucky enough to be in the same spot for a while, a long time. And I've been able to choose when I chose to, to leave and 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 move on to other things so uh that that would be my biggest thing is to go out and get your foot in the door do some internships and 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 have some fun and and get some on air and get not on air experience but get some experience doing things that uh that help you out in radio and be and be a jack of all trade be willing to do anything if they ask if they offer you a shift go out and do it and, and don't and don't complain about it good conversation there with michael coover as i knew it would be yeah he and i both work at news talk stations in which sports is blended in i think it's really smart from a programming side of things that their station does kind of the first part of the day in news the back half of the day in sports and there is a chance for some good crossover between the two parts of the building and i'm sure that makes it good for listeners to know that it can be a one-stop shop for them as well good advice as always as all of our producers do about advice to younger or new producers so can't wait to see what happens next for koa and also enjoyed his perspective on how important football is, but how to balance and wedge in the other things as well, because Denver is a vibrant sports scene. We'll see you the next time, everybody, on the Barrett Sports Media Producers Podcast. You don't want to believe it, but maybe the show is over. Thank you for listening to the Producers Podcast.
To enjoy past and future episodes, check out iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, the iHeart app, and BarrettSportsMedia.com. 